0: Thank you, Brother Sam. It's really great to be here. Enjoyed the singing tonight as as usual here. I appreciate you know it's uh, Brother Hainline and the uh, girls' quartet. Yeah, <laughs> I just figured that out tonight. But I tell you, it's it's really a blessing to be here and and uh, to we we were very really encouraged to through the years of being here and visiting and and you were always friendly and you're still friendly and I really appreciate that. Several told me they're praying for me tonight and Lord knows I need it. Even Brother Gaddis sent me a message that he was praying for me. I hope he's not too concerned, but anyway. (laughs) But we just need the Lord's blessings, don't we? I'm always glad to have people pray for you, for us and and we enjoy that. And uh, tonight I've got basically talking about God's, gracious supply, his faithful supply. And I'm going to uh, begin in uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter nine. And you know, uh, I don't have to talk to Southwest Baptist Church about missions much. Uh, You know, I think God's blessings are very obvious upon the church here And upon the people, the people are the church, you know. And, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I think God is blessed greatly because of the faith that we have. And also in missions and giving and being a witness for the Lord. You just just look at the parking lot, you see, to me, it's... it's, But that's across, you go and see churches that the people really love God. You see the evidences in the lives of the people. And... uh, it, it's just great. God, God loves to take care of His people and likes to use us. In 2 Corinthians chapter nine, and I'm gonna begin here in verse seven. And by the way, these verses are ones that we put, uh, especially verse six and seven, it was on our envelopes of our offerings for the German church. Of course, it wasn't in English, it was in German, but anyway. Uh, Here, beginning verse, verse six. Then, yeah, verse. Let's begin verse six. Yeah, but this I say: He which soweth sparingly, shall reap also sparingly; and he which soweth bountifully, shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I have a star by that verse eight. And you see here, I, I don't know, God couldn't have said it in more ways than what he says right here as far as his ability It says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you today for your word, for your promises, for your faithfulness. And God, I doubt if any of us has a complete conception of how great you are, how faithful you are how able you really are in our lives. Lord, with you, nothing is impossible. And God, we thank you for your loving care of us. And Lord, help us to be so concerned about what is on your heart as you are as what's on our hearts. We thank you today and bless your word in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. God's gracious supply. Many times we are aware of. I think something I can do. We are aware of, uh, and we want to see people come to know Christ as Savior. Uh, I I think that a person who knows the Lord as Savior is a very uh, an ingrate. If you see people around you who know not the Lord, and they're on the way to hell, and you have no burden for them, there's something wrong with your, Christianity, and, and the same things, we, we all are interested. My, you think of the heathens around the world. I was in a missions conference. We were in a missions conference uh, this week, earlier. And uh, we saw pictures from different areas. And just, uh, one missionary is going to Turkey. My, some of the problems, you know, basically a closed area, but we were also in Turkey. We didn't really get to, we got to be a witness some, but not really minister there. Uh, we different areas around the world that may have been very difficult. You think of China, the masses in China, uh, the people in in Russia. Praise God, we got to minister in Siberia, and uh, in in also in Moscow. Some, but you see, these are they're precious souls. You see the the wonderful children, the lovely wives and and families here. And I tell you that the the souls in China and the souls in, in Russia and the souls in Africa and Australia, they're every bit as precious as your own family is. And it, it really is, is a sinful for us to not be compassionate for them. And, and I thank God that this church, it, it, many individuals and uh, corporately, uh, we have given greatly for the cause of Christ around the world. Praise God for that. But you know, we should not limit what God could do through us. And I think sometimes we'd say we'd like to see this happen. We'd like to see people reached in this area and that area. And, and we're saying we're, we're doing all that we can. But I think that our concept of God's faithful supply for us, of what is available to us, I think when we first get to heaven and we see how, how lavish God is, I mean, when the streets are made of gold, I mean, it's it just amazing what God can do. And, and I, I feel like myself, we struggle. We're dealing with this flesh and, and the limits of our own concept of things. And we're dealing with bills and, and things like this and problems. It's very easy to get to come to think. Well, there's just so much that we can do. But I tell you what, the limit of what God can do through me, through you, and through this church is God's will and God's ability. And God, help us to grow in this. To grow in, by the way, it's possible. This is actually, I guess, mission push next Sunday, and I was supposed to sort of kick it off tonight. Brother Gaddis told me. Uh, let's, Let's consider, pray about it. As God has blessed you, as God has, man, and God's increased your faith. Uh, you can increase, man, there's, there's great needs in this world. And it's uh, the more that we have available, the more that we can give and get out. You know, it's God's nature to be gracious and supply. In James 1 and verse 17, a very precious word, of, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of Light, lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He, that's just his nature. Right. He loves to, to supply for us Amen. and care for us. Uh, we've seen so many times in our life that we've come to a problem, we've come to a difficulty. We don't know how in the world it's going to happen. And to see God graciously reach down and he knew exactly where we were going to be and what we were going to have. And, and see how he's able to supply these things. And so God commands us and said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we can't all go in, but I'm thankful that I have been giving to Faith Promise Missions for well over 55 years. My wife and I, we've been involved in it. And, and I'm thankful, so thankful for that. Uh, you say, look back and the, man, if it could have been more. They invest more in that, and it's not just the money, it's investing our hearts in prayer and coming and bringing the needs of the missionaries in in prayer to God and in claiming the victory. Uh, It is is God's supply for our lives. And we need to look at it in our lives and uh, I I can look back over many years and uh, very difficult times. And uh, you know, one time when we were starting on deputation I think this was a time in in 1981 and we had a house with rent. We were just starting out and really our support wasn't coming in much at that point. And I was down and I was in a little church in East, Southeast Texas. I mean, it was a small church, maybe 30 in attendance that night. And I hadn't talked about the need or anything like that, but God burdened the pastor to bring an offering and say, we need to do something for this missionary. And they they gave uh they gave over 400 dollars that night. Small country church. And I tell you what, God knew that was how much we needed for the rent. God knows where we live. He knows our address. And there is no limit. And you know, I think you think about, well, there's no limit. You know, the I think the reason God doesn't give some of us more than what He does is because it, money can ruin us. It, can He trust us with what He gives us? You know, that's the question we need to think. It, it, you know, when God raises our st- uh, standard of our finances, we need to raise the standard of our giving oh, and not the standard just of what we have. And so this is important to come and realize uh, that God, can, can God trust you with finances? And we need to come with this attitude. Uh, I'm going to start in, in the Old Testament. Now we're going to uh, read a, a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, and begin here in verse 4. Proverbs chapter 3, in verse 4, I mean verse 5, beginning with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Very well-known verses, very precious. Trust in the Lord in all thy ways, verse six, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. As we come in our lives, and we truly honor the Lord, and we honor Him, of course, with the first fruits. I'm glad He didn't say the last fruits. I think some people come and they like with giving the tithe and things that when after the bills all paid, then we'll see what's left over. It don't work that way. We tried that one time, tried to figure out our, in Germany, what our income basically was, but it changed about basically from month to month. What came in, we got. And, uh, and like that, and try to figure out what we had to go out and, what, and just figure out and it didn't work. We finally just said, we were careful with what we got, careful and prayerful and faithful, and God worked it all out. Uh, I tell you, you can't figure God out. <laughs> i tell you what, he's the only one that can really figure us out. But uh, he's talking about here, give him the first fruits, honor him with what you substance with your life and he shall bless you and give you all that you ever need. And in first Kings chapter 17, we go back to Elijah, the prophet of God and, uh, and, and here in this, he comes in a very difficult time. Uh, Ahab, a, a very wicked king. In verse one here, just sort of get the background of where this is in First, Green, First Kings chapter 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years but according to my word. Interesting. I mean, it was a very, he was a wicked king going and worshiping Baal and all kinds of things. And so he brought that upon them. So uh, he goes, he went there, he went and he st- went by the brook here, uh that's before Jordan. And he was there and God fed him. God fed him. I mean, he was drinking from a, a creek, that was going to go dry, but he was faithful there. And as long as he needed there, God supplied him with something to drink. He had the raven. And I believe the raven took the meat from Ahab's table probably somewhere. I mean, who had much food back then? But morning and night, he fed him. See, the ravens are in God's control. The whole world's in God's control and God can can move what he wants to. Uh, Our resources is the wealth of the universe at God's command. God comes and God can do anything and he's faithful in doing that. And just like he supplied this food for him there. And then when the creek went dry, he moved him on. Let's begin here. Uh, In verse 6, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. He might have thought, well, this might be some rich widow woman. The husband died and has something like that. Of course, that wasn't the situation at all. But he comes here and, and goes further then. And uh, so, he, so he rose, verse 10. So he rose and went to Zarephath. And when he, had, he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Very, Very unlikely source. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. Praise God, we don't need to fear. You know, I don't care what happens in this world, who's in control. I mean, we have a God who loves us and he takes care of his kids. And we don't need to fear. He says, fear not. It says, go and do as thou hast said, but make me there of a little cake first and bring it to me and after make for thee and thy son. That's some independent Baptist preacher there. It says, feed me first. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, you know, priorities. God's man, God's work first. And that's priority here. And it says, then he gives a promise And praise God, we have the promises of God to build our lives upon. Verse 14, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. The promises of God, God will supply. And praise God, He will. And she went, praise God, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah and she and he and her house did eat many days and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of Elijah, which he spake by Elijah. You know, we have, uh, God has many ways to supply our giving. One thing is what we have can last longer uh, I know that we, we bought a, a washer and dryer when we went to Germany in uh, 1971. And that washer and dryer, it lasted almost 30 years. Well, David, I mean, it, we never even had a repair on it. I, I just tell you, God can make what you have last. He can watch over your things. I mean, God is able to stretch out what you have. That doesn't mean we need to be lavish or, or wasteful. But I just know God can make things last. The blessings on them. Right. Uh, God can bring in things. I mean, we've had when we were in in, in Germany. Uh, one point was really a, a tight spot, and uh, we. Even Sandy asked talked to me about going and getting a job, and uh, but we didn't need to. There was a, a church, a Mexican church in Old Mexico, that took us on for support. I didn't know who the missionary or the pastor was. I don't know the church. I to this day don't know. But I tell you, God knows your address, knows what you need, and God will give. God will bless. And sometimes you have to just sort of do without or whatever to come along. And I tell you what, what you give to God, you can't outgive God. He has a bigger shovel. And I tell you what, the more faith it takes to give what God wants and to do what God wants. And that involves going to our neighbors, being a witness, praying for our friends and people we work with. Uh, the more we do that, God can bless us more. You know, it's great to be in church. And get God's blessings. We need it. We need the strengthening. Just as I was prayed tonight by Brother Kuhn. But we, we can, it's great to get blessings. But I guarantee you, when the blessings of God not only come on you, but they flow through you to others, you are more blessed. More blessed. And God, if God can trust you to pass on the blessings according to His will and to other people and whatever's going on, the more you will be blessed. We need to just have a great, greater concept of how great God is. And you know, God not only watches care and gives what we need when everything's going good with us, but when we get discouraged and down, over in 1 Kings chapter 19, it's a nine, probably a chapter that uh, Elijah wishes hadn't taken place. But he had just had the great victory over the 400 prophets of Baal. Praise God. They brought down fire from heaven. But then come here in verse 19 and it says, and Ahab told, Jezebel told him, he says, you're going to be just like those dead prophets tomorrow. You're going to die tomorrow. And Elijah got down on himself. He got down on himself here. Uh, beginning look here at verse 9. He, but he goes out and he goes out into the desert. And he's under the juniper tree. And uh, look at verse 4. And he, But he himself went a day's, four, a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Here he is discouraged and run away, gone away from that and and out there like that. And so he he laid down there and evidently he fell asleep. And uh, verse five, and as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baked in the coals and a cruise of water at his head and he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because a journey is too great for thee. Here you see something and what I think is so precious. Elijah was not the victorious Elijah then. He was discouraged. He was, and still God came and God supplied for him. God came, he didn't rebuke him. He came and he gave what his prophet needed. You know, God is very gracious to us. Uh, We don't know what all we have done wrong, what all we have done uh, sliding people or just disobedient, not not being aware of what's going on. And God is so gracious to us. He has mercy upon us. Amen. He knows our needs even when we're discouraged and away. Praise God, He carries us through. Amen. We're His children. He cannot and He will not deny us. Amen. Praise God. That's the kind of God we have. I, I, we have a missionary friend in Dublin, Ireland, Brother Bob Zemensky. Uh, And he's been a missionary there some 36 years now. And God's used him to plant two churches over there. Good ministry, good preacher. But he's right now at the point of death. He's there and he's discouraged. I called up, we talked to him. And he's very discouraged. He's, He's fearful that he's going to meet God and God's going to be mad at him. You know, he's given his life for the cause of Christ there, and tried to encourage his heart. First, I tell you what, God has a love for us, a compassion for us, and don't you doubt upon the Lord's faithfulness and God's loving to him. God supplied Israel with manna and water for 40 years in the desert. And I tell you what, they weren't always very pleasant to be around. They were complaining and bickering, and, and part of the problem that they're out there is because they didn't obey God and go into the land when God wanted to give it to them. But I tell you what, God supplied their needs, in spite of that. We have a great God. As a matter of fact, their shoes—I think it's seal, uh, seal leather—did not wear out in 40 years. Now I wish we had shoes like that today. But anyway. <laughs> But you see, God supplies. God, prom- God is so gracious today. And we need to realize that we shouldn't limit God. J. Hudson Taylor, who was a Baptist missionary in China back at the beginning of uh, 1900s. And he was a missionary over there. And he, he prayed that God would send a thousand missionaries to China. And people said, well, how are they going to be supplied? And he says, if God could supply the... Uh, Two million Jews in the wilderness is no problem that he could supply for the missionaries. But i tell you what, we need to have the heart. God, use me. And God can trust you. God can use us to that. He fed the multitudes. We look over here in Matthew chapter 14. In Matthew chapter 14 and beginning in verse 19... Matthew 14, beginning in verse 19. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. A, they had what, five? We have but five loaves and two fishes. But what God's blessing on it, it's multiplied. And we can be, be a blessing to other people. Praise God. He, he's, we have a God who's able and faithful to take that that we have as we give it to Him to come and break it and channel it and use it for his honor and glory. God help us. And you know, it's 12 baskets left over. That means for every, every apostle, that's one that says, this is sure. And says, How can we do this? Send them away. We can't feed them. And he says, you're going to feed them. <laughs> and he did. And we have a God that's able to do that. And God is committed to supply He's going to supply to the first fruit giver. We read that uh, in verse, Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine in, all thine incomes. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The tither over in, in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 or 11 Bring me all, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the fields, saith the Lord of hosts. God blesses these things. God says, I will provide. And is, you know, this is the only verse in the Bible where God says, prove me. And Praise God, prove him, prove him. Check him out. I've, been I've seen him many times in our lives and tell sometimes people are in such desperate situations. That you say, you don't know how they're going to do it. But I tell you what, if they give to God, God knows their need. God will provide. God is faithful. God is great. The tithe to those that put him first. Another verse that we know, uh, Matthew 6 and verse 33, great promise of God. Well, let's see. Let's begin in verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. People, that's a promise of God that we ought to claim in our lives. It's a promise of God. We do it. God will do it. God will do it to the cheerful giver as we read earlier in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. But, uh, you know, verses 6 But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man as he purposeth in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver. God is, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency, may, uh, may, in all things, may be abound to every good work. You know, God doesn't want it to be, oh well, I'm supposed to do it. I guess I'll do it. God wants us to give joyfully. That's giving by faith. That's giving by love. That's giving truly in trusting God. And I guarantee it's something that God loves. God gave to us lovingly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his own life's blood for us. Is there anything that we should not give back to him? That's only natural. You know, God gives that to the cheerful giver for the faithful sower, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth That shall he also reap. We will reap for those giving to missions. I think the great, greatest missionary church of the New Testament was the Philippian church. They're the one that supported Paul and his ministry when no other church did. And as he wrote to them in verse nine, uh well, verse 19, he said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This was a missionary church. They gave and they'd given many times when nobody else did. And God says, my God. This doesn't apply to anybody who's a disobedient child of God. It doesn't apply to them. Now they change their heart and get back to really loving God and giving from the heart. This will claim, claim, they can claim it. It'll be good for them. But I'll tell you what, as we give to missions, I guarantee you that's something that's very precious to God's heart. That's what moved God to send His Son to die on the cross of Calvary was the fact of you and me and our eternal position in heaven or hell. He gave it freely he paid the price that we will may never understand completely till we get to heaven. The cost that Jesus Christ paid on Calvary and just living in this filthy, rotten world and be rejected by men. Here's the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Eli, it came for you and for me. And it's our privilege to give back to him that, that he, it, all good gifts come from God anyway. It's, it's a privilege to give it back to God. And I just want to encourage you. We have a great and faithful God. He is able and He is faithful. And God help us increase our faith in what God will do. Not just what we figure out, but what God can do and wants to do in and through us. You need to pray. We need to pray. This year, we increased our faith promise giving this year. And I'll tell you what, one of the days when we get to heaven, We'll see souls there that were there because we had the faith enough to trust God to give and to pray and to witness and see souls come to Christ.